Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. Tonight, I think I'm going to call this episode either sexual healing or sensual healing, one of the two. But um, my friend sent me the Chloe video, Chloe's video have mercy if you don't know what that video is you can just google it look it up get on instagram or youtube and i had been seeing the post about it but i hadn't prioritized watching it so when she texted to me today i was just getting home and i was like okay i need a brain break anyway let me watch it and i watched the video and um because she sent it to me asked me have you seen this video so i went ahead and watched it and i watched it and I like the the visual. I think Chloe, of course, always looks beautiful. She looks mature. There, there are things that I really liked about the video, just visually and aesthetically. And I kind of think I know where she was going with the concept. It made me curious about some other things. But there are things I liked about the video. But I wasn't sure why my friend was asking me this. So I was like, well, I just watched it. You know, why what's up? And she was just she was just like, you know, when people are saying she's like she's tuned into her inner Beyonce or they or Beyonce is trying to make another mini Beyonce because if you don't know, Chloe and Hallie were discovered and signed by Beyonce's label. I think it's Ivory Park is their production company. I'm not sure. Um, I may be wrong about what it's called, but they're signed to Beyonce's label, so they're Beyonce's artists. <laughs> and I saw those comments, too, even before I watched the video. And then she went on to say, you know, well, what are your thoughts about it? And I said, the song or the video? <laughs> and she was like, the video. And I said, you know, well... If I'm giving my honest review, I told her what I just told y'all, you know, there are a lot of things that I really like about the video visually and the production of it. And of course, that she looked video and her looks in the video. And then I also added, I said, you know, at the same time, I think Chloe is in a place where she is exploring her sensuality and sexuality and that's very evident and I said I love that because I think she's 20 or 21 and you know they're comparing her to Beyonce but to me this is just a personal opinion you know Beyonce's always been naturally beautiful sexy but I but I I think I feel like Beyonce came another came out her shell even more and really tuned into that that dark side of her sexuality, which I'll get into more of what I mean by that. To me, in her self-titled album, Beyonce, and that wasn't until 2014. And this is after she, right after she had Blue, you know, she's been married at this time. And this is later in her career. Because for me, watching Beyonce, from Destiny's Child to that album, I pretty much have seen her, you know, evolve. And it was that album that I felt like she tapped into 
another level of her sexuality. Even I think that was the first album I really heard her use cuss words, you know, uh, more often. <laughs> so I just think she tapped into what Chloe is tapping into sooner and at a younger age. And that's just me. Other people may think differently, but I think about sensuality and sexuality, you know, in a specific way. So to me, I feel like Beyonce grew into that, grew into being comfortable with expressing that and expressing all sides of her. Like even Lemonade, you heard her curse even more and show, of course, her angry side and that side of her that was more aggressive and not, you know, just I am a diva, like not as upbeat. You heard, you know, the range of you, you heard and you saw the range of her personality, like partition in the video of a partition. To me, Beyonce has never done anything like that before that album. That's just me as a true Beyonce fan. <laughs> Somebody else may have a different opinion. So I applied Chloe because she also comes from a Disney background, like a true life Disney background. And I wouldn't say Disney, Disney, but I just mean her and her sister came out with this kind of good girl image, wholesome type music and, you know, just doing Beyonce covers you know, they, they weren't associated with being super provocative or sexual or sensual. They weren't seen in that light. And so I think when you come out with that image and entertainment, even though, yes, we know these people are entertainers, sometimes it's, it's hard to escape a box. A people will put your image in. And remember, we talked about this yesterday on the podcast. Don't let people put you in a box. Well, we put entertainers in a box all the time. And if they try to do anything too outlandish of what we've known them to always do, we like, wait, what? It's just like when athletes try to go into music and they not really good. Or even if they are good, it take you a while to adjust because it's like, just get to playing football. Just stick to playing basketball, you know? So it takes courage for people who have a huge fan base to make transitions in the way that they're presenting themselves because people want to put you in a box. People want you to stay the same, just like, you know, relationships you can have in your own life. We do the same thing to people around us. So of course we do this to people who we're consuming their art. We're consuming whatever it is that they're doing, whether it be an actor, an athlete, a musician, we put them in a box. And so Chloe, she's doing something very bold because her and her sister had an image, had an image that was very wholesome. It's not what you see now at all. And when Hallie went off to start doing Little Mermaid and they were separate because they had a, a combined Instagram page for the longest I think it was during quarantine or towards the end of quarantine. It's only been about a year or so. They've had separate Instagrams because Hallie would be in another country shooting Little Mermaid for an extended period of time that she recently just wrapped up. 
And I think the very first time Chloe posted some pictures that were out of that box that people perceived of her, she received so much backlash. Now, from her true fans who are around her age and even younger girls, they were like, man, you're embracing your body. They were encouraging. But of course, you know, the parents of those girls or even people who are, you know, probably a little bit older, but still fans of her wanted to scrutinize her, wanted to judge her for now stepping into this side of her womanhood that they weren't used to her embracing. And before I go on with this conversation, I do want to preface this with I'm only using Chloe or whoever else I mentioned as more of a case study, not so much talking about them as a person, as a human being. I'm using them as examples because they're public figures that you either already know what I'm referencing or you can easily look up like it's public record, public knowledge. And I'm just making commentary, but the commentary is not so much to pick apart their lives. It's, it's much more to give us a point of reference to look into our own lives. And I hope, you know, if you're listening to my episodes and this content regularly, you understand that about me when I'm talking about certain things, but if you're new here, I just need to make that disclaimer. Yes, so carrying along. So Chloe posted this picture maybe a year ago, and it was super sexy. It was super out of the box that people, of course, perceived her in. It was new for even people who loved who loved what she did. You know, and she got a lot of backlash, and since then. She's continued to embrace that sensual and sexy side of her. And she's showing a whole new side. You'll, if you just now getting on Chloe and Hallie, you would think, you know, she's always had that image. And what I think people need to realize is that she's coming of age as well. She, she's a young woman. And it's about that age where you do start blossoming naturally in your body to another level. It's like you get a women get a couple of puberties. You do start blossoming in your attitude and just embracing parts of yourself that maybe you didn't embrace before you didn't know or you had to explore. And so when my friend asked me about the video I said all of, I didn't say all of this, what I just said, but I said, you know, there are things that I really loved about the video. Chloe looks good and amazing and beautiful as well. But my last statement was like, I, this is my personal preference. I said, I prefer subtle and, and imbalanced in expressing that part of the sexuality because I said I do love that she's embracing it at a young age and I compared it to Beyonce who I think embraced it later especially even in her career and maybe she was later embracing it in her personal life as well but I think she's embracing it at a younger age but I did say you know I prefer balanced and more subtle and and right now I think Chloe is in a space where it's starting to feel forced like that's 
That's the main thing I, I see of her. And what I meant was now when I when I see her, when I see her do certain things, it's like, you know, her sexuality and sensuality is becoming front street. And I'll just say this. And again, like I said, every person I use the example is not a hit. It's just a point of reference so you can understand how I'm putting these things into content context. I put the expression of sensuality, sexuality. I'm going to put it on a spectrum on one end of the spectrum is. Let's say a Mother Teresa, a nun, a fully covered up woman, you know, who's super conservative, super covered up and doesn't express you know, really any outward show of sensuality and sexuality. That's one end of the spectrum. Then you go on the other end, I'll put, if I had to do a public image, I'll put a Meg Thee Stallion or a Cardi B. And we know like what their image express. You can even put Little Kim, Trina, like I'll put them in and I'm just talking about their public image. I don't know what they do in their personal life. I'm just talking about their public image. I'll put them on the spectrum. Now, Chloe, when she first came out, I would put her not all the way towards Mother Teresa. I'll put her kind of right in the middle because she's always been naturally beautiful. Now, I'll put her more on the end of not all the way to the Meg or Cardi, but I'll put her very close. And this is not a good or bad thing. It's only discussion. And what I perceive from Chloe is that right now at I think she's 20 she's either between 19 or 21 I'm not sure is that her expression of her sensuality and sexuality right now in this space is more overt and I don't, I don't too much think it's anything wrong with it. I just think to me, it's just an observation. Like it seems pushed and some of it to me, I look at just how media and I look at how media and the entertainment industry is promoting a lot of black women entertainers right now from Normani, you know, to a lot of entertainers, even in R&B, how they're trying to make a lot of their image over sexualized. That is just my personal view and perspective. And again, I'm not saying anything is right or wrong. It's just something I've noticed. Like if we look at back in the late 90s and even early 2000s, we had the Lil' Kim, we had the Foxy Brown, but we also had you know, we still had the Queen Latifah. We also had the Brandy. We also had the Lauren Hill and Erica Badu. We also had Missy Elliott. And there was, we also had Left Eye. There was variety in the image of black women in the way, in the way that they showed up in their attire, in the way that they showed up in the lyrics that they expressed in their music and the way that they expressed certain things, there was variety. So while we had the Lil' Kim that I love, I know a lot of Lil' Kim songs, so again, I'm just talking about culture as a whole. We had 
all variety for women to show our duality because all of that's in all of us. We all got the Meg in us. We all got the super concerned. Like we all have all of these parts, but that was visible. And now to me, a lot of who's super duper popular as far as black women in hip hop and R&B, they try to over sexualize their image. I can't name as many people as I just named who have a diverse image in today's time. I can't do it. If you can send that to me, you know, let me know. I really can't name too many artists whose image is not in their lyrics and what they're talking about is not over sexualized is not hyper sexualized and it's not these women fault either it's just what's selling it's just what's popular but there are people who are controlling the narrative while at the same time I think these women are embracing that they're not afraid to show it which speaks to the time because I don't know if you can speak from personal experience but I can you know growing up in the church Growing up as a black woman, you know, seeing our seeing my mother, seeing my grandmother, black women have a history of our sexuality and sensuality being suppressed. And what I mean by that, when you go from religion, because we were indoctrinated with religion and I don't mean that in a bad way or for you to defend, you know, what you do. I'm just saying we were indoctrinated with religion It also uh, made us shame and suppress and hide parts of the things we were naturally expressing. I know myself and plenty of other people I know, they were born out of unwed situations, but yet our parents didn't still really talk about sex, but they just said, don't do it. It was taboo to talk about it. It was taboo to do it, but we sneaking and doing it anyway. Our parents did the same thing. Our grandparents didn't talk about it, but they had about 50 kids. And it's just this cycle that's been going on since slave days of our sexuality and our femininity not being able to have a place to thrive in a healthy way, to be explored, to be expressed Even when our ancestors were on plantations, they were getting beat and abused, not just not by the white masters, but by their wives, because the white masters saw this black woman as naturally sexy and sensual, though she was a slave because of her build, because of her luxurious brown skin, because of her her natural curvature of her body that the women of another race didn't have. And that incited jealousy. And if you look out today, how many women are trying to get bodies that replicate the natural build of most black women? You see that. Whether they're trying to get the facial features, bigger lips, do something to their nose, the butt, the breasts that are not genetically that race's natural curvature. 
And so you see black women today who are owning their sensual and sexuality in a way that we haven't seen as a huge collective in generations. So I love that part. While at the same time, it is my observation because of that history I just gave that I think that we're trying to find what it means to be sexually liberated, to be sexually free, to be sensually expressive without restrictions and owning it. And to me personally, I think that we are collectively in a season of rebellion. (laughs) And what I mean by that is that if you've ever, I mean, we've all been teenagers, but if you've ever raised one or you've been a teacher and you've worked with one and or you've been a babysitter or you've talked to parents who are raising teenagers or even late middle schoolers and they go through this phase of rebelling against everything like getting an attitude with you for no reason or if you try to get them directions they're just super resistant for the smallest things well it's because they're in a part of their life where they're fighting for their independence and if that parent doesn't shift with the changes that are going on in this adolescent's mind and body in a very real way that this adolescent doesn't even really know that's going on, it's going to be a lot of contention in that household. It's going to be nonstop fighting, attitudes, resistance, because this adolescent wants to create their own identity without being told who they have to be, where they have to go, what rules they have to follow. Even though that they know their parents are trying to keep them safe, they're just in this space of no, super rebellion. And then once they get over that hump, probably right after uh, high school, some get over it 17, 18, but especially like in the college age, you know, two years after that, 2021, You begin to understand why your parents did certain things. Of course, by the time you get 25, that's when really your brain is fully developed and you stop resisting as much. You realize you don't have to fight as much for your identity or for who you are. And so with those changes comes, if you have any type of authority over over you, you're going to resist, you're going to rebel And rebelling can be a good thing at first, but you know, when you super rebel, you go all the way left with things that you could just, you know, kind of chill on or just sit there and not do it. You go to the extreme because when you're rebelling, you're trying to prove that you're something else. And so you may go do things that if you think about them later or once you get a little bit more wisdom or experience or don't feel like you naturally have to rebel, you can just kind of not do it or have a self knowing that this is who you are and that's okay. When you rebel, 
you're going to go all the way to the other side because you're in this energy of trying to prove what you are and what you're not. And you feel like you have to. And so collectively, I think that we're collectively as black women and we see this a lot of entertainment, but I think who's popular and who we're allowing to be popular and who we're supporting is a reflection can be a reflection of the collective. And it's not all, but it can be a reflection of the collective and where we are as women, as a as a collective. And I think collectively we're kind of on the spectrum of rebelling because we're recently, as you've seen the history I just gave you, we're only just on the other side of getting freedoms that we didn't have a generation prior of being able to say and do things and express ourselves sexually and sensually in a way that our parents didn't even do in a way that we couldn't even do when we were teenagers or we were scared to do. I know I was because I would say for myself, I feel like in the past two years, I'm just now exploring parts of my sensuality and sexuality and owning parts of my body and owning parts of how I want to express myself and get into the dark parts of, of my nature and my personality and integrate those with, you know, what everybody always saw, which is happy Whitley and make that one person. That's only been in the last two years for me. And I'm 28 going on 29 in November. And so again, everything I'm talking about, I'm not talking about it in, in judgment. I'm talking about it in observation because I think there's a shift And I'm speaking particularly to black women because this has affected black women a lot. And this is, that's my experience. Even though I think this conversation can relate to other races, other people, if you identify with it. But I'm going to speak towards black women because that's what I observe the most. That's the experience I've lived and I'm currently living. And so only for the past two years for myself have I intently feel like I was exploring I would say the past three years exploring my sexuality and sensuality just on my own and owning certain parts of myself that I never really tapped into or was afraid to show or was afraid to really express or really didn't even know that I could express it or explore it in that way Um, For example, I did a news shoot. Oh, my goodness. I feel like almost three years ago now, 2018, 19, 20. I think it was like in 2018, 2019, if it was in January at the most. And there are parts of that photo shoot I still love. And then there was a, a part of it where I still had like my nipples showing And I ended up posting it on Instagram. And as I think about that today, I don't have all those photos up today. If you go to my website, Whitley and Green, I still have the photo with me turned in profile. I love that photo. That photo was taken in 2019. And of that photo shoot, there were a lot more photos. 
but the one like with my nipple almost showing I posted I posted most of those pictures that I had you know but where I am today with where I've explored my sexual and sensuality I wouldn't post that photo today not because of anybody else not because of judgment or anything it's just because of when I started exploring my sexual and sensuality then that was like the the case opening there that was like the me cracking the egg and so that's when I felt like I was in my most rebellious like I was never supposed to do a nude shoot and I dang sure was never supposed to post it you know so that was I remember uh one of my one of the girls I went to college with, she was two years ahead of me. I saw her like at a baby shower and she was like, Whitley, I never thought you would have done a nude shoot. What made you do that? And she was like, I mean, I like it. I was just saying like, I, I just surprised me when you started posting it. And I know it surprised a lot of people, you know, and there. And like I said, that there is one of the pictures still on my website that I love. But there were some photos I posted Back then, when I first started exploring that and first started in this energy, I was still in the energy of proving. Now, I wouldn't call it that when I was in it. I didn't think I was trying to prove anything. But looking back at it, that's when I was in my most rebellious because I felt like I was just now exploring and getting to own my voice and feeling like dang this has been suppressed for so long and I'm grown now and can't nobody tell me what to do and I'm gonna do what I want I knew that for sure that that's the energy I was moving out of like I've held this back for so long and even though I'm able to articulate it now those are kind of some of the thoughts I had probably with less words But those are some of the feelings that I had of, dang, I never thought I could do a nude shoot. I never, dang sure never thought I could post it or feel comfortable doing this. This is something my mom definitely probably still wouldn't approve, but I love it. I want to do this. I, this is something that I want to do. This is something that I feel like I want to express. Yet at the same time, Now, two, three years later, there are certain photos that I posted of that photo shoot that I wouldn't post today. Because now having explored it deeper and just gotten deeper into knowing myself and healing certain areas of my life, I don't feel the same way. I don't feel like I'm in that rebellious state. I feel like I found a more balanced way that I want to express my sensual and sexuality that feels good to me, that feels balanced, that feels, it just feels right. It don't feel forced. It feels like I'm okay with whatever I'm doing. There's even a a video I made probably almost a month ago now where it looks like I'm in a swimsuit, but it's really it's really my my underwear. And I remember taking off my clothes because I've been working on my body. I was supposed to be doing a professional development that day. And then 
the school didn't open. It was right. It was the week before school started. We were supposed to have a teacher work day, but then we ended up doing a Zoom like two hours later because our lights and stuff wasn't on. So they was just like, just stay home today. We'll do Zoom. And so because I woke up super early, I started taking my clothes off and I was just going to lay down for a little bit and read a book. And I started taking my clothes off and I have a mirror in my room. And because, you know, when you're when you start working out. They say first other people see the results and they say a timeline, then they was like, and then you finally see it. Well, for the longest, I didn't really see any results. I've always been on the slimmer side. So like for me, I work out just, you know, for my health. But the workouts and stuff I've been doing, I've been committed to wanting to see results. And I don't know what kind of results I want to see. But I took off my clothes that day and I looked in the mirror and I was like, dang, we, your body is changing. I remember just saying that to myself. And I was like, you look dang good. And I've never, I don't think I've ever just said that to myself about my body and it's been spontaneous and I meant it. Like, y'all, when I say I felt that that day, I was like, man, wait, you look good. And so I put up my phone and I made a reel to the song, I look fly, I look good. And I'm in my underwear. And when I first did, I felt so good about doing it. And to this day, I still feel good about doing it. I posted it. And at first, there was a bit of hesitation, like, dang, like, ain't nobody ever seen you post nothing like this. You know, I start those thoughts started going through my head, but I felt 100% comfortable because all of my posts aren't that. Like, I'm not, I don't sell bathing suits, so every post, you're not going to see me sitting up in a bathing suit like I'm on the beach every day because I'm not selling body. You know, that's that's not what I'm doing, but I was like, dang, like. I want to share. I want to document this moment. I dang sure do want to show it because I've been working hard and I feel so good about doing it. So that was a real moment in time for me where I just want to express it. And it's still on my page. <laughs> it's still on my page. And I share that to say. I use Chloe as an example of me perceiving her as some of the things she do. Like it was a part on a video where she like spread her legs open and touched her lady friend, her cat. She touched her vagina. And I was like, oh, that was just too much. <laughs> and I say, uh, not because it was nasty or anything, but because I was like, man, she didn't have to do that. It was already it was already sexy. It was already honestly a little bit more produ- provocative. And I've had that feeling. If you've ever seen, uh, now, if you don't know who Tiana Taylor is, just look her up. She's naturally sexy. She has a sexy look. Her, the way her features are on her face, even when she dressed down, she just has a high level of sex appeal as a black woman and then her body is naturally banging and this woman had, had two kids i'm like can i get that body and i ain't had no kids <laughs> you know but she has she oozes sex appeal and she has a video uh how you want it where she where it's a it's a reflection of 
It's a playoff of LL Cool J's video back in the day in the 90s. And there was a point she's in this white, like lingerie or, or swimsuit type thing. And she's laying on this fur carpet and her just laying there in that she banging, she's sexy. And there was one part in the lyrics where, and the lyrics are already kind of explicit. And I love that song. And there was one part in the video where she started like on the carpet, like twerking or whatever. And I remember seeing it for the first time when I was watching it with my homegirl. And we both looked at each other at the same time. Like we just kind of made this face like, dang, that was out of place. That was too much. That was too much because she already was sexy. She's all like she the lyrics already there. The the song jam to me. I love that song. She's already sexy with what she got on, even if she didn't have that on. Like she oozes sex appeal like that movement. It was like, why don't do it? Just stop it right there. And sometimes I I think as women we're trying to find that space or we or we may feel like we have to do that or we don't know what that balance is. And again, that just may be me in personal preference. That just may be me and where I've grown to in my own sexual and sensual exploration. And I just feel like certain things it's like, dang, that's too much. I wouldn't have did that. Like I use to be Beyonce as example. There is nothing that I can point to that I feel like I've ever felt like anything Beyonce has done when she's it, from even partition to dangerously crazy in love. Like there is nothing that I feel like I've ever said, oh, that was too much. She always did it artistically and it felt genuine. That's just me. There's nothing I can point to of Beyonce's work where I feel like, oh, that's that was just that moment was too much. That was too much. <laughs> I remember watching and I'm giving these examples to, to show you where my mind is at when I say, oh, this is this is this is way on the spectrum. And this is, you know, kind of where I land. I didn't watch all of the BET awards, but I did see certain clips. And when Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B did their performance together, I think that was the BET Awards, and they were bumping vaginas on stage, I thought that was too much. I was like, y'all already sexy, y'all lyrics again are all, like, y'all talk about WAP, you know what I'm saying, like, y'all are beautiful, y'all are sexy women, y'all are built. You know, why that, you know, and those are, again, these, what I'm saying are personal preferences, but I do, I do think that we are in a collective of where sexually and sensually we're in this phase of rebelling because for black women and, and a lot of women as a whole, our image in our sexuality and our sensuality has been suppressed. Even to this day, you still got laws where people are trying to make laws about women's bodies who can't even produce or carry children. So women are constantly having to fight for their liberation and their rights to control 
and manage their own bodies. And so women are all like a lot of women are all on the spectrum of I show my body however I want. And it doesn't make me, you know, a slut. It doesn't make me a whore. It doesn't make me a prostitute. It doesn't make me fast. It doesn't make me a stripper. And I ought to be able to do this without being labeled as such. And a lot of women feel like that. I even feel like that. A lot of women feel like I should be able to dance how I want to dance sensually and sexually and not be aligned with derogatory terms. I should be able, some women are expressing it with actually having sex and casual sex with a lot of men or maybe one man and feeling like, well, this is women empowerment. So a lot of women are expressing and exploring their sexuality in a way to me, trying to find this place of healing this part of us that's been suppressed and not talked about and that's been taboo or when it is talked about is for other people's pleasure, other people's ability to police and other people's ability to scrutinize and a lot of women have never even owned their own bodies, their own sexual expression, their own sensual express expression. And that's that's huge. That's a huge part of who we are as women. So that's really what I have for y'all in this conversation. I don't really have any solutions or You know, what you take away is what you take away. The reason I wanted to talk about this conversation is when I think about sexual healing, sensual healing, is that right now I think women, we are collectively in a place where we are seeking healing and we're going through a process collectively and individually healing that part of us that's been so suppressed by society, by history, by circumstances and we're trying to find liberation and I don't know what that entails for the next generation I don't know what that means for us right now but what I do want to encourage you as an individual regardless of where you are in this journey or if you haven't started this journey is to make sure Whatever you do concerning your sexuality and sensuality, you, 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 you feel a hundred percent okay with it. You feel okay with standing beside it. (laughs) I'm going to stand beside it. This is my choice and I'm going to stand beside it. You feel confident that. It's not because you do have something to prove, even if that's the season that you're in. Because like I said, I think we all cycle through that season of feeling like we may have to prove, even if we can't articulate it or not aware of it. But if you are aware that, you know, you don't allow yourself to operate out of that energy. And I do encourage you. At the end of the day, whatever you're doing, one, make sure you're okay with the consequences that come with that. And when I use the word consequences, 
I'm not using that in a bad thing. When we hear consequences, we naturally go to bad. When I say consequences, I just mean a natural results that come after what you're choosing to do. What comes with the choices that you're making. If you're making a choice to sleep with men because you think that's women empowerment or sleep with men you like fast, be ready for the consequences that come with that. Whether it's a man losing respect for you, if it's a man you want to be serious with, whether it's a man you not knowing where you stand early on and, you know, whatever it is or the consequence of he may want to wipe you up. I don't know. That's that's on you to figure out and find out. But you have to make sure you're getting the proper information and guidance, whether it's you posting certain pictures and depending on what your job is or what image you're trying to post or what 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 type of career you're in or what type of brand you're promoting. Just make sure it's in alignment with, you know, the image you want to project. And I say that because sometimes we have to think about those things. Like for me, I'm a teacher, but I'm also an artist. And I, there are things that I have to think about posting. There are things that I'm willing to take that risk. I'm aware of the consequence and reward. And in certain things that I'm post, I'm willing to post that. And my page is public and I made my page public um, because of, the work that I do and but there are people like if you want to be a Michelle Obama Michelle Obama even though she got a banging body we've seen her work out and stuff and we could see her fit in in even her more conservative clothes but She's aware that she has an image that comes with the position that she holds. That's a reality of life. She can't be having a hot girl summer in her outfit, taking booty pics on the counter and be in the position that she's in. That's just a reality. Now, a lot of women may feel some type of way about me saying that, but that is a reality. It's just like your first lady at a, at a church or whether you go to a church or not. There are certain pictures that, you know, you'll probably be like, okay, uh, sister such and such. But at the same time, there are many people who faith may not be as strong. Their, their connection to God may not be as broad and as grounded to where they'll lose faith because they see the first lady out here, you know, popping in for pimp and, you know, people who understand probably wouldn't judge the first lady. They think that's cool. They have something to relate to. But that first lady understands she has an image to uphold that comes with what she's deciding to do, who she decided to marry, the position she decided to take on. So I, I say all that to say, again, don't take shame with you around your sexuality, sensuality. But just make sure as you're expressing it, you take into consideration everything that you're trying to do, everything, every everybody who's connected to you, every um, thing that you're trying to do in the future or what you're connected to now. And just take that into consideration and make sure you're balancing the consequence and reward. And then the last thing I want to leave you with, 
practical tip is that don't ever be afraid to continue to evolve and change. Even if you feel like, well, I made this decision in this season of exploring my sensual and sexuality, but I'm learning. For me, I had to learn what my boundaries are and what my perspective is about having sex with men that I'm dating. I've had to learn that for myself. Now, I'm not going to share my views on here right now. That's a whole nother episode. But I've had to learn that through trial and error, through seeing what I like, don't like, seeing what works with me and the results that I'm getting. I had to, I had to explore that. And I made a lot of mistakes on the way. And there are things that I did beforehand that I wouldn't do now. And there are things that I didn't do that I wish I would have done or I am going to implement now that I feel like I was too afraid to do. Um, When it comes to, I told y'all about the pictures that I've posted. There are pictures that I posted when I started exploring my sexuality that I would not post now. That's just me. And there are pictures that I still would post that may be different or give me a different type of energy and a different kind of result in how I feel about it. So if I was to sit here and shame myself for what I did when I was 21 or even what I did two years ago or even one year ago, I wouldn't give myself the grace to continue to evolve in this space. And so anybody that I use on the example today, like Chloe, like I said, I think she's either 19, between 19 or 21. She's young, like she's she's in that she's she's where she needs to be in expressing that. And honestly, I'm so proud that she's expressing that at that age, because at 21, 19, 18, I definitely I was still exploring my sexuality in the dark. And I only thought I had to find out or explore it through sex with men. And that's not even true. You know, you don't, to me, you don't just explore your sexuality in the bed. And with a man, you can explore it through your attire, through your language, through your dress. Like, you express it through so many other means. Um, Like, I'm expressing it now when I choreograph and when I dance. My last dance work was all women. And we did Vogue and Femme, which is a style that I, I love that I think expresses femininity so very well but anyways yes don't let people put you in the box listen to the last episode i did before this one and we're we're all on this path of sexual and sensual healing we really are as women collectively because people have been holding us back society the times history has suppressed us and i'm for us Healing and healing through exploring and owning our own identities sexually and sensually because it's necessary at this time. And then it's necessary to find that place of balance where it's authentic, where it's not for anybody else, not even a man, not the audience. It's just for us. And I think when we get to that place individually and then collectively, we're going to continue to see a whole shift in even the world. And that's a whole nother conversation. 
So I love y'all so very much. If you want to get in touch with me, go to my website at Whitley in Green. You'll find my contact information. I also have blogs there that are fun to read. Arts Feminine on Twitter, The Feminine Arts Academy on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Wit with Hooray is my personal page. And Wondering Whitley on Facebook and Instagram. I love y'all so much. And remember, get in alignment and receive your assignment. Talk to you soon.